This is Comic Shenanigans, episode 941, Comic Reviews for the week of Wednesday, January the 5th. Welcome to the Comic Shenanigans Podcast. I'm your host, Adam Chapman. This is episode 941. It's the Comic Reviews episode for releases in the week of Wednesday, January the 5th. And I'm your host, as I already said, I think, Adam Chapman. Uh, you think after doing this many episodes, I'd be used to, uh, you know, everything would be so uh, secondhand nature in terms of doing intros, etc. But instead, I just forget what I'm talking about, who I am and where I am and what I've done. So I apologize in advance. Uh, let's jump right into this. This is, episode is r- ridiculously uh, late. I'm recording this on, what, the 16th. So these are books that came out 11 days ago. So uh, I, I know you're almost done thinking about books that came out on the 12th, but I am going to take you right back to January fifth for this one so we're really going back in time uh so some of the books that came out include the following we had batman 119 we had black widow number uh, 13 with once again gorgeous cover uh we've got cap america iron man number two uh captain marvel number 35 dark knights of steel number three uh, detective comics 1047 electro black white and blood uh you got justice league incarnate you got justice league infinity that book continues it's such an enjoyable read although i'm really far behind we got one star squadron number two of six got shang chi number seven uh got suicide squad 11 uh, which looks interesting because it's got Earth's eight, Earth Eight's Mightiest Heroes. Uh, you got Superman, Son of Kal-El, number six. Uh, the Darkhold, Omega. You got The Marvels. Uh, you got Thor. You got Wastelanders, Doom, World of Krypton, and you have X Men. And I believe that's um, most of the books from the big two. So I'm talking about two books. I'm talking about Amazing Spider-Man number eighty-four. Uh, this is the first one I'm going to chat about today. Um, so this one was, you know, <laughs> the, the book is interesting. Uh, it's written by Cody Ziegler, Paco Medina on art. Um, this one just felt kind of weird where you had, uh, you know, starts off with uh, Doc Ock breaking into a beyond, I guess, laboratory or I don't even know. It, it just felt so weird that you'd think that he'd be so well known. And instead, you know, he's playing like a, a grandpa kind of card. Um Anyways, it's just so weird that he kind of breaks into Beyond, but like no one really knows who he is. He's freaking Doctor Octopus. Like you'd think he'd be very recognizable, uh, and then he thinks. Also, I want to know where and how he's hiding his tentacles, and then he just kind of throws them out and tries to take over the facility. We come back to where we kind of started the whole Beyond era with that the image of Uncle Ben with no face, but this time it's it's Ben thinking about it, and then he sees his uncle's face, and I, and I just feel like. Well, what did this whole, what did that whole thing even mean? And I also just, I forget, like, where are we really at with Peter in this? Because Peter's, like, conscious now, but he's not talking to Ben. Like, does Ben know? Like, I just feel like there's so many weird questions that kind of pop up because it doesn't feel like it's, not any of this is clean. It just always feels so awkward and weird. Um, I did like seeing Ben and Janine going out on a date and then him having to go beat Spider-Man. Uh, that felt like a very kind of classic beat, as was a Spider-Man fighting against Doc Ock. Although, even then, um, I found, one part I really didn't like, and, and part of it's probably also because it reminds me of the movie, and it's one of the things I didn't like, um, is that in No Way Home we had uh, the tentacles being taken over by Tom Holland's Peter because he's interfacing with uh, with the technology and, and taking it over and controlling it. And here you had the, the arms just kind of, uh, you know, totally kind of turned off because of the Beyond Tech. Did not like that. Um, didn't really enjoy that piece of it. I did, like, I liked aspects of the fight between Otto and Ben, but I just, it just, it felt off. It didn't always work. And, um, yeah, I don't know. And I think part of it says, I don't even know who Ock is. 
Um, I just I think feel like Ock has been through so much as a character in the last number of years that I don't even know who that character really is anymore. So like, what does he remember? Who is he? Which books did I need to know that that happened? And like, he had his own ongoing, and then he kind of became Doctor Octopus at the end of that. But then he was showed up, you know, in Nick Spencer's run, and it felt like different. And then he's here, and he's having this odd team up with Aunt May. And I'm just like, I don't even know what's happening anymore, and who this character is. And it just makes it kind of confusing. Uh, and next and last for this week. I also read Inferno. Uh, this is Inferno number four by Jonathan Hickman with artwork by Valerio Shidi and Stefano Caselli with David Curiel on color art. And he's obviously worked with these two gentlemen before uh, on Secret Warriors, among other things. Um, and I personally really enjoyed it. I feel like some people don't enjoy it as much because it, it, in and of itself, I think it was an entertaining issue and really brought a lot of elements to their head. Um, but in and from a, a micro sense, like it was, it's kind of strange that like everything was about Moira and this big idea that if she died and you have to keep her alive and what would have meant for Destiny to be alive and and some of the stuff in this series just felt like it kind of happened almost too easily. Like suddenly Destiny was just like alive and you know it made you believe that certain people were just better at screwing over others, which I do believe. Um, but I just don't even know what this means and. Yeah, I I didn't even understand. I don't know. I I really enjoyed it. I struggle with it because I feel like I need to read it again and again to understand all that it's really doing. Um, and and there's some really interesting concepts in this in this series and in this issue. And then you have you know Magneto and Charles dying before you know their memories can be uploaded. What does that mean? I love the idea that Doug Ramsey is kind of like you know the, he's like the, the kingpin. He knows everything, and you don't mess with mess with that guy because he knows everything that happens everywhere and that there's no secrets from Doug Ramsey. And suddenly he's kind of the biggest badass there is, um, on Kokoa, which I never would have expected. And I don't know where Moira's going to go and what that, where that story goes and what that means. And I'm curious, you know, obviously some changes happened to, uh, Hickman's original plans. And I'm, I'm curious, like how much of the Moira stuff changed. Um, but I'm really interesting and one thing that I read online, because I, I don't read everything as much as I used to, um, I didn't realize the part that, uh, you know, uh, Colossus has been kind of corrupted. So even the idea of him calling him the trustworthy, there's other stuff going on there. But I feel like that's never really, it's briefly hinted at in this series, but never really expanded upon. Um, but I am intrigued where this goes from here, uh, where this era goes. And now that Destiny's back, what does that mean? I, I'm intrigued by the storytelling possibilities. Absolutely. Um, really interesting ideas there. Um, and then Moira's gone or she's like off the table. And it's interesting because you have a character who knows so much and everything was predicated on trying to keep her alive because you didn't want the universe to reset and she may not reset again. And what does that even mean for the universe? Um, and now her power is just gone. And I guess the question there is that like eventually Forge's gun could be reversed i mean storm got powers again so i guess that's kind of a ticking time bomb out there too if she was ever able to get her powers back would she want to get her powers back like is that a good thing or is it a bad thing like uh you know it, it means that if she dies you know she's dead and but if she if she gets her powers back you know if she dies she's she lives again maybe if if she doesn't have finite lives which we've obviously come to believe that you know she did so uh I feel like I really need to read this series over and over again to kind of understand all the intricacies. I think so, some of it's really cool. And again, it does play Mystique quite well. Um, her ability to kind of be 
a super spy if need be. It's funny, right? Because when we think of her, like obviously her original kind of appearances, she obviously did subterfuge and some spying, but she's much more of kind of a straight out kind of super villain and, or just like a team lead most of the time. And then seeing her in the more modern context of using all what her shape shifting can really do, it's interesting to kind of see them tapping into the, the true potential of a character like that. Anyways, I, I enjoyed it. Um, I think some people were let down by it. I did not necessarily feel that way, but I feel like I do have to give it some additional thought as, um, as you know, what, what did I really get from it? And uh, do I think it was worthwhile? Did I feel like it was the proper kind of ending to Hickman's run or did it feel like there was stuff kind of left on the table? And I feel like I, it might be some time before I'm really able to parcel that through. Uh, looking at what some of the books I might be talking about next time, which will be books that already came out on the 12th, uh, include some of the following uh, from DC. There was Batgirls 2, uh, Bat- Batman and Scooby-Doo Mysteries, Batman Urban Legends, I uh, had Detective Comics 1048, uh, Future State Gotham. Uh, you got I Am Batman, Joker. You got Justice League versus the Legion of Superheroes. You got Pennyworth, Robin and Batman, and Titans United. And then over at IDW, you had uh, Sonic the Hedgehog, Imposter Syndrome 204. And then over at Marvel, you had uh, The Amazing Spider-Man 85, Daredevil by Chip Zdarsky, Volume 7, Lockdown, Trade Paperback. You got The Avengers West Coast Epic Collection, Volume 5, Darker Than Scarlet. You got Daredevil, Woman Without Fear. You have Dark Ages, number four of uh, six. You got Dark Hawk, five of five. Death of Doctor Strange, Bloodstone. You got Devil's Reign, Superior Four. Fantastic Four, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop. Immortal Hulk, Volume 11, Apocrypha. Trade Paperback, you got King Conan, number two. Uh, Marauders, 27. You got Marvel's Voices, Heritage, number one. You got Savage Avengers. Uh, you got Spider Woman, Star Wars, Star Wars Bounty Hunters. Star Wars, The High Republic, Eye of the Storm, Thing. You got United States of Captain America trade paperback. You got the Wastelanders, Black Widow, X of Swords trade paperback for a whopping $75. You got X-Men Legends number 10. And you got the X-Men Mutant Massacre Omnibus uh, hardcover. And then you also have the X-Men Omnibus Volume 1 hardcover. So uh, a lot of big stuff coming out and uh, interesting stuff too. So thank you for listening to this episode of the Comic Shenanigans podcast. You can rate and review us on iTunes, subscribe to us on iTunes, and also listen to us on Stitcher. You can also email me at comicshenanigans at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening and we'll catch you next time. Bye-bye.